Sorry, friends, we're running a little bit late, apparently. I, um, they've not made any announcement, but they're uh, probably still in the back room. And uh, just be patient. We'll be coming live first. I, I can't stay the entire time, so I'm sorry. I will uh, stay here as long as I can. You're welcome, Shar.
Still no word as to why there's a uh, delay, but um, should be starting pretty soon. Yeah, he 
officer, the one thing you don't say is, boy, is it quiet tonight? And then <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Thank you for our extra time and for the session. I'll catch up a couple of things. Um, and I will uh, announce we're reconvening here at 717 and report out of closed session. The board took action to appoint Layla Murphy, counselor, effective November 16, 2022. Motion by Mrs. Anderson, second by Mr. Youngblood, and that motion carried 5 0. Number two, the board met and voted to approve the stipulated expulsion agreement between the Placentia Urban Unified School Districts and parents of 2304B. Motion by Mrs. Blade, second by Mrs. Freeman, and um, that motion carried 5 0. 
Number three, the board met and voted to approve the stipulated expulsion agreement between the Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District and the parents of 2305C3. Motion by Mr. Youngblood, second by Mrs. Blades. That motion carried 5-0. And number four, the board met and voted to approve the stipulated expulsion agreement between the Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District and parents of 2306B. Motion by Mrs. Freeman, second by Mrs. Anderson. That motion passed 4-1 with uh, Mrs. Blades as a no, um, and, but it passed. And that brings us now to the Pledge of Allegiance. And Mrs. Anderson, if you will uh, help us with the presentation of the public. Okay. In honor of Veterans Day Esperanza High School, Air Force Junior ROTC members, Valerie Sanchez, Jacob Santiago, Santangelo, Sophia Halverson, and Sarah Bihar under the direction of Vincent A. Juarez, Chief Master Sergeant, um, United States Air Force, will be presenting the colors during tonight's meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Designated time that we have set up for public comment. 
will provide a maximum of 30 minutes for that public comment period and a maximum of five minutes per person. If translation is needed, we'll provide you some extra time. Uh, just let us know if we know that ahead of time. That's even better because we can make sure we're prepared. Um, we do have a civility policy. Edu <coughs> Education Code 220 prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability, gender, gender identity, gender expression, nationality, race, or ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, or any other characteristic that is contained in the definition of hate crime set forth in Section 422.55 of the Penal Code, including immigration status. So we have one <coughs> approval of minutes tonight for our October 11th meeting. If I could have first and second, please. Um, I'll make a motion that we approve the minutes from the special meeting of October 11, 2022. I'll second. Okay. Motion by Mrs. Freeman, second by Mr. Nanslow. Any comments? Jeans? Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion carries 5-0 with an aye from our student board member. Okay. So, Lucy, I'm going to pass it to you for your report. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, um, good evening, President Buck, trustees, Superintendent Dr. Matthews, and Executive Cabinet members. I'm happy to be here tonight to share recent happenings from our comprehensive high schools and alternative schools. Buena Vista Virtual Academy. Buena Vista Virtual Academy has had some fun activities happening <coughs> next month. On December 8th, students and parents in grades K through 5th are going on a field trip to Irvine Park and Zoo to learn about their environment local animals, native plants, and how to protect them all. El Camino Real High School. This school year, El Camino's College and Career Counselor will host financial aid workshops in the Media Center every Tuesday and Thursday during lunch. Seniors at the school were invited to attend a field trip to Fullerton College on Tuesday, November 15th. The college provided a tour of the campus and a presentation about the college's extended opportunity programs and services. El Dorado High School. El Dorado recently held its annual One Day, One Dollar event, where students and staff attempted to raise $2,000 in one minute to help local students affected by cancer. The Golden Hawks ASB, alongside the district's other comprehensive high schools, recently showcased the unity that is a cornerstone of PYLUSD campuses by cheering on all of the schools at the district band pageant. Esperanza High School. This week is What If Week at Esperanza. It started off with guest speaker and alumni, Will Trung, who shared his inspirational message of overcoming adversity and obstacles, but still having that I will attitude to achieve his goals and dreams. The Aztecs will continue this week with thoughtful and insightful What If questions. On Wednesday, November 16th, the school will host its annual unified sports basketball game at lunch. Special education students and our general education partners will participate in a basketball game. Typically, a huge majority of the school student body attends to cheer and show support. It is always an exciting day on Esperanza's campus. George Key School and Venture Academy. George Key will be celebrating its November Student of the Month on December 2nd at 10 a.m. in the George Key Courtyard for families to attend. Venture students have been busy getting ready for their annual holiday boutique, which will take place December 7th through 9th. Families and friends will be invited to come to Venture and purchase holiday items. Parkview School. Thanks to its booster club, Parkview School held a successful book fair and harvest festival in October 
that was enjoyed by students, staff, and families alike in their community. They look forward to more upcoming holiday events in partnership with their boosters. Valencia High School. In October, Valencia High School's Education Pathway students enrolled in capstone courses. Principals of teaching and learning and teaching students with special needs began participating in work-based learning at Ruby Drive Elementary School, Kramer Middle School, and Valencia High School SPED classrooms. Student workers participate in various activities such as facilitating small group lessons, working one-on-one -on -one to strengthen language acquisition skills, managing cooperative learning, assisting students needing additional support, and aiding teachers with other classroom duties. Way to go, future Tiger teachers. Valencia is proud to announce that 22 students have been named National Merit Commended Scholars. Each year, approximately 34,000 students nationwide receive letters of commendation from the National Merit Scholarship Program. Out of a total of 1.4 million students taking the PSAT, National Merit Commended Scholars represent the top 2% of students in the United States. Yorba Linda High School. Yorba Linda High School's varsity football team remains undefeated this season and is headed to the third round of CIF playoffs after defeating Palos Verdes on November 11th with a score of 30-26. to 26. The Mustangs are set to take on Corona Del Mar High School this Friday, November 18th at home. And lastly, Yorba Linda High School is celebrating You Matter Week prior to Thanksgiving break. The goal of the week is to promote mental health awareness kindness, positivity, and connection across campus. Students will have the chance to participate in various activities that promote a positive campus climate while working to make connections with their classmates. And that is it for this month's report. Thank you so much. I have a question for you. Um, what has been your most memorable academic experience in the Placentia Urbana Unified School District and why? Um, I would say the most memorable academic experience I've had in the PYLUSD district has been during my sophomore year where my AP European history teacher asked me if I'd be willing to compete on a four-person team um, in a competition, a competition called the Academic World Quest. And um, it's a competition against schools against, I mean, against schools in the county. And it's trivia-based and it covers 10 big global topics, which for me, some of them included the International Labor Organization, Global Peace, and the U.S. Foreign Service. And um, it was really memorable because I got a wide exposure of different types of topics that exposed um, me to different like events and things that are important in the world and things that are good to be paying attention to as a young person. Um, and while this was a really memorable experience, I will say equally as important has been my experience in the arts programs. And I know a lot of times we don't think of arts as an academic experience, but um, I have been in choir um, all throughout middle school and high school, um, excepting this year. And the lessons that I've learned in the arts program has definitely helped me in other aspects of my life. Um, there's a lot of mathematics and musical theory and other stuff like that. And so, I would say those are the two memorable experiences for me. Great experiences and very well said. And I have to say, I, I didn't make it to the um, El Dorado uh, 
the Veterans Memorial um, event, but I did watch it live streamed, and you did a phenomenal job leading it. So great job. Thank you. And next takes us to you, Dr. Matthews, with your report. All right, thank you very much. Um, Lucy stole a lot of my report and <laughs> said, it, said it better than I'll ever say it. And so, and by the way, I'm thrilled that you were in that competition. I taught history and would not have wanted to be in that trivia contest. So nice job on that. Um, so as I always talk about, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed continuing my immersion to our PYL USD community and being a part of the events and traditions that make this such a special place. Uh, two recent events that Lucy mentioned uh, were no exception to that. And that, those were our band pageant and our Colorado High School Veterans Day ceremony. Um, the band pageant at Bradford Stadium was something truly spectacular. And one of my things I believe is that you guys have lived here for a long time. It's just part of who you are. But people don't do this. This is, this is an amazing thing that we do here in our district. Uh, all of our middle school and high school bands, color guards, dance teams, and identification units, 3,000 people watching them and cheering them all on. Um, and I'm so grateful for all of our music teachers all of our instructional assistants and support staff who gave our students these programs and who give them the skills they need to be successful, to progress as artists and individuals, and to truly shine in the band pageant. Uh, it was a great event. I'm so glad I was a part of it. And then the Veterans Day ceremony as well. Um, that's been, I think it was our 46th band pageant, by the way. It's our 10th annual uh, Veterans Day ceremony. I did not know what to expect. All Veterans Day ceremonies are, are somber, respectful events. But my goodness, this was uh, this was something very special. We we've had students and parents and our Eagle Scouts combined to build a fallen heroes memorial there. We had veterans there gathered who came from around the community and to watch them, you know, talking together before the ceremony started. Just to be together was heartwarming as well. We honored three former El Dorado High School graduates who died in the line of duty. Um, powerful uh, and emotional moment uh, every time. And then we had dignitaries from around the community going. I, and all, we had students there, we had students watching on live stream, um, and I know they were impacted and they learned by this as well. And it was, so for everyone who got, took a part in planning it, and I agree with President Buck, you were spectacular, you were classy, you were poised. Um, but it was, uh, we had teachers helping out with it. Everyone who was involved, I'm thankful for what they did. And it was just, again, as I always say, we have an amazing place here in PYLUSD, and those were two great examples of that. Um, another thing I was happy to report about is uh, I was over at Esperanza High School to witness the opening of their Aztec Care Closet, which is something brand new. It's a one-stop shop on campus where students can receive free basic necessities, such as clothing, warm clothing, especially since it's getting cooler, uh, toiletries, personal hygiene, school supplies, and more. It will offer essential supplies to students so they can be present on campus and focus on their academics. And uh, we have students who need this, who don't know where to go for that. It's have an easy place where they can just walk into and get it, no questions asked. It's fantastic. They can even order it online and have it ready to pick up when they come in there. So I'm proud of uh, the Esperanza High School efforts in that area. But I also want to mention, this is not something completely new in our district. Over at uh, Topaz, our Family Resource Center, 
We have our robust McKinney Vinto program, and they have an amazing um, uh, supply closet over there, which assists families and students experiencing homelessness. I, I love that we have programs in, in our schools that's growing, that supports the neediest of all of us, and I'm very proud to be part of a district that does that for our students. Um, and I know Thanksgiving's approaching. I'm very, I'm excited about our thankful for PYL USD employees campaign on social media. Uh, during the month of November, we highlight the hard work and dedication of our, uh, our, our, our people, our, our classified and teacher staff who are doing that. So every day we share a picture of a teacher, a classified staff member with a quote that explains their why in serving for the role. If you want to say thanks to those employees, believe me, thanks always go a long way. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, and then like or comment on those uh, and put the hashtag thankful for PYL employees on there. Is that too, uh, is that too marketing on that one? But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's fantastic and it's a great way. And I do believe when we honor one of our employees, we honor them all. And so uh, I, I, I appreciate all the efforts with that. I'm happy to honor our employees that way. And finally, I, I want to share an update regarding the uh, district's uh, still unofficial election results. Um, the Orange County Registrar of Voters has still not certified the election, and ballots are still being processed. As, as of this moment, Todd Frazier is leading in Trustee Area 4, and Carrie Buck is leading in Trustee Area 5. Uh, I want to take this time to thank each and every candidate who ran to serve the trustee. It's no easy thing to put yourself out there and run for office. And I, I, I'm grateful for all those who took that effort and all the voters who participated. Um, I'd like to take this moment, especially to express gratitude for uh, Trustee Freeman for unwavering dedication to our students. School District and Placentia District in 1989. She's been here all along the way. Throughout her time on our board, uh, she's displayed exemplary boardsmanship and been a community-minded elected official um, uh, at um, not only at the local level but also at county and state levels. Some of the projects she led us through, uh, Ms. Freeman, include our local bond referendums, the challenges of the Great Recession, transitioning to at-large to, um, to by-trustee voting, all the state accountability measures we had to deal with, and the opening of several of modern schools and facilities, and that list could have been a lot longer. Beyond her duties as a trustee, she represented PYLUSD proudly on the North Orange County ROP Program Board. I know she's very proud of that. And in several other roles that allowed her to lend her leadership to advocate on behalf of students and public education programs across the state. CSBA, the California School Board Association, presents the Golden Gavel Award to one deserving school board member in California who best exemplifies uh, practices in effective governance and boardsmanship. And out of 5,000 trustees across the state, it was Ms. Freeman who was selected last year as a CSBA Golden Gavel. 
I've felt honored to work with you. I've been struck by your kindness, um, by your focus on instructional programs, and always focusing on what's best for students. You are professional, you're approachable, you're optimistic, and that speaks volumes about how much you respect this role. And I know I speak on behalf of so many of our students, employees, families, and community members, but I emphatically say thank you, Mrs. Freeman, for your service to our entire PYLUSD community. We love, the, uh, we love the Nelson Mandela quote that we believe captures the, the essence of uh, your tenure as a trustee when he said, we can change the world and make it a better place. It's in our hands to make a difference. Thank you for striving to make PYLUSD a better place, Karen Freeman. You've done that, just that. Please join me in giving thanks to Now that brings us to our communications and board report. I'm going to put you right on the spot. You just get to throw it right again. We all know it's been busy lately, so I'll try to just hit highlights because some have already been mentioned also. Um, it's been mentioned, my other have a get to where is the ROP representative, and we've had two board meetings since our last um, and I was going to share that at the October board meeting, um, all of the trustees and ROP had the opportunity to experience firsthand uh, the new virtual reality headsets that have been purchased with the K-12 Strong Workforce grant monies. Um, so each of us got the chance to put those on and um, experience what it would be like as if you were in an automotive shop class. And uh, I can certainly attest to the fact, and it was witnessed by many, because I think everyone was having a great kick watching all of us do our thing with the handhelds. Um, but um, you, you quickly get into it, I found. And doing a shop class was um, interesting because they had a little table set there, but this is all virtual, right? They had a little table, you work table, and you pick up your tools and you do whatever you're supposed to do, which we were going through. But then when um, our, our lead, if you will, told us, you know, okay, we're, we're, we're finished now, I was so convinced I could put my things back onto that table, which was virtual, of course, <laughs> that I dropped them on the floor. <laughs> so everything, no, nothing but obviously safe, but um, that's, that was really a unique experience. And then at our last board meeting, just last week, we have purchased more headsets because these will be used for several uh, class pathways. It's not just automotive. It translates through um, many of our pathways that we offer to our students. Um, and at our meeting last week, we also passed our organization goals for 2324. And uh, that's about it on that. Um, as some of us were present, uh, enjoying the Fairmont Elementary 50th anniversary uh, recently. I know Mrs. Anderson was there, our superintendent was there, some of our other personnel were present. Um, it was kind of like a reunion. There were so many former teachers there, students that had attended there, parents that had been parents there, some were students who are now parents there. 
um, former teachers, it was it was really a great uh, opportunity to have so many people get together and think about five decades worth of serving our students in, in Yorba Linda. Um, State of the City, Yorba Linda had that recently at the Nixon Library, and some others may want to make comment because I think four of us were able to attend that. Teacher of the Year. We had the chance to be among the celebrants to honor our three teachers of the year, and that's Brian Shea, teacher at Travis Ranch, uh, Bervio Beltran, Beltran, who teaches both at Rose Drive and, and Melrose, and Dana Zwischel, thank you, uh, teacher at Yorbalin High. And then I got to be, uh, we had, of course, tables for Placentia Yorbalinda, and then on the other it's a very large ballroom there at Disneyland Hotel. Um, I had the opportunity as part of our being the president this year to be uh, with Jenny Messick, who is an ROP teacher who teaches culinary, but she teaches at Yorbalin High. So we really had a focus. It was great. Um, Aztec Care Closet. I, too, was there on that soft lunch they had back on November 2nd. And that's, that is really such a great um, venture that has been started. It has been so supported by the students, um, as well as former teachers who will um, be many of the volunteers that will come in once a week for that, uh, to be available for the students. <coughs> and on that very day, and I got there around, I don't know, 11-ish, they'd already had 15 students in. Uh, so I, I know it's going to do great things. Also, it was wonderful that uh, Mr. Wallace's class had designed and, and uh, built the shelving that they're using. There's more to come on that. Also, Ms. Sharon, um, who <coughs> teaches graphic design, had to on some of the interior decor. And similarly, El Camino students, using their instructor's guidance, uh, that's Ruth Peterson, uh, he teaches for ROP, and some of his um, work, or his students' work, is also helping um, kind of furnish and, and finish, if you will, the interior. Um, band pageant. So many of us were there, so I won't go into that at great length, other than you're quite right, it is, it's just a great evening where we can see what our students can do, and there's, there's so much good music. Um, hats off to um, the bus drivers who get them there, the parents who support in so many ways, whether it's booster clubs or other things, the instructors, all the personnel that, that uh, contribute to the night. Trying to be quick here. Uh, Venture Academy. I just, I know this isn't an update, but this student newsletter that they now have out is wonderful. This is their inaugural letter, Venture Academy News. And it's stu so student-centered. Um, um, it, it's just, I just want to say kudos to whoever came forth with this idea and, and, and made it happen. And I think it's going to improve the way in which students see themselves at Venture. And it's a great addition to our communication network in our district. I was uh, at the reception, as was board member Youngblood um, and our staff, executive um, staff, at the WASC visiting committee meeting, which was at Valencia on November 6th. And, um, I would say by the time they finished talking to us and then parents came in for the next half hour, I'm sure that the visiting group um, that, that is uh, doing that confirmation, I'll call it, of the self-evaluation that Valencia has done, whether they're, they're 
what they're doing and if it's working and what they need to maybe do differently to make it even better. But I'm sure by the time they started their week, they had already gotten quite an idea of what campus is all about and, and the history that it has. Um, Orange County Committee on School District Organization, just very quickly, last thing, and that is um, there had been a petition presented five years ago uh, to the committee to transfer a portion of Orange Unified, uh, it's kind of the Panorama Heights, it's a portion of that, over to Tustin Unified. It had been brought forth by some um, residents in that area. And this, the county committee approved <coughs> that, but then it was appealed by Orange Unified. So it went forth to the State Board of Education. Five years later, the State Board of Education overturned that decision. And so that transfer will not occur. Um, so that was quite um, a surprise. Um, and whether there will be yet another appeal, we don't know. But um, at this time, it has gone no further. So with that, um, I have not prepared any remarks to go into anything about my time with service in the district. I've had a lot going on. My husband also just had surgery yesterday. He just came home this afternoon. Um, so I've had my time elsewhere diverted other than get through my agenda. Um, I, could, I could go on a great length. Um, so since I haven't prepared it, I think if I ramble, I'll do just that. I, I can just say that it was said earlier that um, you've come into a wonderful district. Um, we are a district of tradition. We're a district of excellence. We are a large family. And um, if, if I can just summarize it by saying that I've been so proud and lucky to be part of the family. I am uh, truly impressed with your dedication that you've had uh, over the last 30 years and, uh, and just the uh, support and the time that you placed in uh, for 30 plus years is uh, amazing. Any, any type of job to put in that type of effort uh, for that length of time is, is truly remarkable and uh, we appreciate your service. Okay, folks, uh, with that said, um, good evening, community members, district staff, and fellow trustees. Uh, my board report kind of begins with uh, the end of last month's board meeting. Uh, myself, Trustee Anderson, and uh, Mr. McAlinden, as well as uh, the head nurse, uh, uh, Michelle DeHaven, uh, we all met over at the, uh, the Topaz Clinic or the Topaz site for the St. Jude's Neighborhood Health Clinic. Just wanted to kind of look through it and, and uh, get a bit of an understanding of uh, what kind of services were, were being offered and the programs in which uh, uh, they were offered. The representative there was very knowledgeable. Uh, he took us uh, through like a mini walkthrough and it was, uh, it was definitely a great thing, especially for that neighborhood. Uh, the outreach in which they had uh, in order to uh, provide these services, not only physical uh, services, but also mental health uh, services. And it was uh, truly 
great to know. So that will be a, a good resource for the kids. Um, I had also a chance to meet uh, Dr. Or Mr. Uh, John Matson, uh, and to get to see this amazing area that he has for uh, clothing. And I think he called it the what was it the uh, what was it? That's what it was. And uh, had a whole array of different size clothes for for uh, underprivileged kids and, and families as well as school supplies. I thought that was a, a pretty amazing thing. So uh, please keep up the good work. Uh, that was uh, great to kind of witness and see. Uh, also, earlier this month, um, uh, I was able to attend a fentanyl training seminar, which was uh, put on uh, by the Orange County Sheriff's Department, myself and uh, uh, Trustee Blades, as well as uh, Mr. McElinden again, and uh, <coughs> Ms. DeHaven were among about 600 or so, not only just educators, but administrators and uh, community leaders. Uh, and they talked about fentanyl and the just the craziness that goes along with it. They had uh, about uh, four speakers uh, and they had uh, a uh, just all experts in their field. And they were telling us about how uh, this happens uh, as far as transport and what it does to, to the body and just uh, just some incredible things that uh, were shocking and uh, needs to be promoted more. We need to have more education on the dangers of fentanyl. We also got to see three videos that uh, were um, shared with us from families that they ended up having just, it was just tragic, heartbreaking to see how it affected them. and. The people that around them. So um, it was a good event, and we also even uh, received some uh, free Narcan. <laughs> so they gave uh, each one of the participants uh, Narcan to use, and uh, uh, we're going to see more of this. This is one of these um, one of these uh, drugs in which we would like to see at all of our campuses in order to help reverse the effects of uh, of fentanyl overdoses. So. Um, Look forward to kind of see see that kind of uh, make its way out in, into our district. Uh, also, uh, I was able to go with uh, Trustee Freeman over to the WASP. She kind of stole my thunder on that, but uh, I didn't really know what WASP was all about. But uh, once I once I found out, it was uh, I think the acronym means uh, the Western uh, Association <laughs> of Schools and Colleges. And basically, um, what I found out is. They provide accreditation for our students in order for them to apply to colleges. So all the, the credits that they receive in at our district allows them, once they, once they build up the, the required amounts, they can get into college or they get accepted to colleges uh, that they apply to. So that was, that was pretty cool to me. I got to talk to, to a couple of the committee members, and uh, it was a very interesting process. So I enjoyed that. Uh, also, I got to um, participate in a Zoom meeting. This was just recently uh, through the Orange County School Boards Association. Uh, and the guest speaker was uh, Dr. Regina Shinso Kwan, is that, or Dr. CK, better known. And I guess she is the health officer for Orange County. And the concern was that uh, we've, uh, or at least they've been seeing some rise in numbers of RSV 
um, a, some of the, the things such as COVID and uh, uh, just the, the number of sick kids that are um, uh, being admitted into some of the hospitals in the Orange County area. And, um, you know, for, for me, it's always, uh, uh, it's always interesting because I want to stay on top of these things because uh, for those of you that may, uh, you know, watch other districts, maybe uh, in our local areas or uh, up north, there are uh, areas up north in which they have uh, started uh, masking kids again. So um, that was a concern of ours because uh, we want to see if that trend is going to continue down this way or if this is going to be something that, uh, you, you know, we need to kind of prepare for. So um, it, was, uh, it was very interesting to kind of hear some of the uh, uh, discussions that were going on. Uh, it was about maybe an hour, but uh, um, we'll kind of keep you updated if there's uh, something. And you guys obviously can, you know, um, look at the news yourself and, you know, keep yourself informed on, on what's happening out there, all right? Um, other than that, um, I think that's the end of my board. Thank you so much. Hello. Uh, so first of all, I want to wish uh, good luck to Yorland High School football on Friday night. The game is at home at 7 p.m., and I encourage everyone uh, to attend and root on the Mustangs. I uh, have a son who plays football in another uh, school, and I'm going to put on a Mustang sweatshirt and attend, even if he's very upset with me. Um, so I, uh, and also too, Coach Bailey, um, if you online, I don't know where the actual uh, thing is, but you can click for Coach Bailey to be, uh, I think it's Coach of the Year for California. And so if you guys can find that, I think we really owe Coach Bailey some votes. Um, so I, I voted today, so I encourage everyone to vote for Coach Bailey. He's actually an amazing coach. Um, as uh, Trustee Youngblood said, myself and him and Richard McLendon and uh, Michelle DeHaven, we went to the Fentanyl Conference, which was, um, again, eye-opening because we've dealt with Fentanyl before, but it was kind of, uh, you know, Sheriff Barnes put on an absolutely amazing presentation for this. And they talked about all of the stuff that's coming over the border. Um, and they really believe that fentanyl is like, is, is our biggest, biggest issue right now. Um, most, probably one of the most important things that is killing our kids. And I can't remember the statistics, but the statistics was alarming. How many kids are dying a day? It was like, I think they were talking about plane crash, a plane crash, some, some type of uh, event. And it was just <coughs> mind blowing that these are happening like 10 times a week um, that our kids are dying. And so we did get Narcan and we did have to be trained on it though, but the training was very, very, uh, you know, we watched the video, we learned how to do it. We'd already know how to do it. Um, but I also was thinking as we were sitting in there, we're trying to get it to our campuses, but um, if we can get as much as possible, because sometimes we have coaches, sometimes we have teachers, sometimes we have tutors with every school, I, I think it's important that as many people that can get their hands on it as possible, that we have it just in case, because you just never know. Um, and with it coming um, in all forms of like, looking like candy, uh, looking just anywhere. It could be an elementary school kids. It could be, um, you know, high school, middle school. I think it's just very important that since this is, this is a huge ordeal, and I, and I felt really like since they were giving the whole audience Narcan, like just for free, take it home because you might need this, I felt that that was just a huge, huge statement. And so um, I am hoping that we can get as much as possible just in case because it can save lives. And if, if it's not needed, then it's not going to harm the person they give it to. 
I also have had a lot of phone calls um, about a 2012 bond for the 22 million and we have to pay back. I think it was like 282 million when the bond comes up and there's a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation that's going on. And so I was wondering if we could prepare um, some type of report for our community as to if we're gonna have the funds to pay it back, how we're gonna pay it back, what that's gonna look like. Um, I got a phone call that said in 2031, our, our scholarship will be bankrupt. And I said, well, I haven't heard that yet. So I think maybe if we can just present something that, that will ease a lot of fears. Um, we did attend the State of the City. Uh, Mayor Carlos Rodriguez was the speaker and um, he gave a great presentation about the direction of Yorba Linda. And Edie Israel was the citizen of the year. And she's an amazing woman. And so I think she, uh, if you see around town, uh, maybe uh, just tell her congratulations and thank you for all that um, she does for the community. And um, that's about it. As far as that goes, I'm really sh uh, gonna be short tonight. Um, and so again, I, oh, one thing. I really am super appreciative of our bus drivers. Um, as I was watching the other night, all of these uh, football players, and I've seen these wrestlers, and I've seen basketball players getting on these buses and it's after the game, and it's, you know, sometimes 10 o'clock at night, and those boys, you know, do not smell the best. And they're very cheerful as they get on, and you're probably more cheerful as they get off. But, um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of commitment, and I always ask, you know, how's the best try? Oh, it's great, you know? Um, and so I just really appreciate all the stuff, you know, getting our kids, getting students um, to and from places, and doing so very cheerfully and joyfully and just making the experience um, so good for our kids. And you know, in the mornings too, when I'm dropping kids off at school at the bus drive, you know, it just, I don't know, it just, uh, I just felt like tonight I should say that we really appreciate our bus drivers and just all that you do to make our school work. So thank you. And everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Good evening, everyone. Um, as Mr. Youngblood mentioned, I. Got to tour the uh, Tocqueville's Health Clinic and also the Mento and see kind of some of the improvements they've made. But I wanted to um, bring something different to attention. As we were talking, um, it became really clear to me all the correlation that goes between the health clinic, the Vento, and the school nurses. And they were sharing with me several stories of how they've gone to um, people's homes and assisted and help make you know, these um, living conditions better to improve students' health. And these are all those little acts of service that are, they're not little, they're giant acts of service that are happening um, that we don't hear about very often. And I just wanted to um, bring mention to that, but there's lots of small, big things happening that we don't hear about that are helping our students and our families and really improve their situations. Um, as mentioned, I attended uh, Fairmont's 50th anniversary, and um, it was a really fun event because every grade level did a creative, um, fun student um, performance, and I was just really blown away by the creativity there. Um, I didn't know they had such a amazing <coughs> song, and each grade level just kind of um, put their own um, touch to it. But I think what stood out to me most was the power of a local elementary school as one of the cornerstones in our community because it really brings together 
and strengthens the community. And um, I think that message was echoed by everyone's um, comments that day. I attended the State of the City of Yorba Linda, and I enjoyed hearing about the exciting things happening in Yorba Linda and uh, where they're moving forward. Also, um, uh, Mrs. San Ramon from um, Fairmont invited all the board members to come and see Playworks in action. And I uh, took her up on her offer and emailed her and went to the school with some other um, district personnel and um, really got to see it in action and see how the coaches really get work. And it was just really amazing because here's this coach standing there and then they get swarmed by like 50 students. And, um, and she had these students participating in, they called it Yahtzee, don't ask me why. Uh, this is a discussion I'm gonna have with Playworks. <laughs> because it was really like hula hoop tag with colors. Yahtzee, I don't know. Um, but she had them organized and playing the game within two minutes. And I think that was just really impressive that the kids were utilizing their playtime very effectively. And kids played for a while, and they, they got out, and then uh, new kids would jump in, and it was just seamless. And it was amazing, because I don't know if you remember this, but my days on the playground in elementary school were spent, you know, good 15 minutes choosing team captains and sides. And this was instantaneously kids playing. And then we went over and observed um, a soccer, a, kind of a twist on soccer that they had introduced the month previous. And it was basically, and they had a, um, a supervisor there from the school and the kids knew how to play it. And it was, again, seamless. There was no choosing sides, who was playing. The kids sat on the sides, waited for their four minute time to be up. The kids came off the playground. They took out the jerseys, the next group went in and played, and um, it was just fun to see kids playing, being active, and knowing the rules and just keep going. And so um, it was good. And then one of the questions I asked when I was there, I was like, hey, what happens on a rainy day? You know, I can't see this hula hoop tag um, happening in a classroom. And of course, they, the, uh, Mrs. Samuel didn't have an answer, but she quickly emailed me later that day and sent me a link with several pages of activities that they also trained the kids in. So that there's activities on rainy days, it's not just heads up, seven up, and um, things like that, but there was actual more structured games that the kids could learn and participate in and if they wanted to. And um, it, was, it was just really fun to see this all in action. Um, I also attended the Valencia High School Academy Showcase, and I learned more about the International Baccalaureate Program, the Cambridge International School, Valtech, Honors, Abbott, and of course the highlight was listening to two students give their testimonials about um, their experiences in these programs and how it has affected their lives and, and um, given them direction. And then I went and I really wanted to see the award-winning robot. I went to robotics. And I uh, got to see the robot in action, um, tossing balls out to um, the parents and students. So that was fun. I did um, 
the school district kind of put a gallery tour of the data <coughs> out here in the hall, and I took a tour because I wanted to get a, a kind of a preview of the test scores and kind of get my mind thinking for tonight's presentation. And um, I thought it was really interesting, besides the data that was listed, it had um, thoughtful questions to make you think about how to improve. And so I love the focus of the tour it was to educate and to solve um, the, the educational gaps with the end goal of improvement. And so I just would like to thank everybody that was involved in putting that together and that I enjoyed it. Um, I attended the El Dorado Veterans Day celebration and I really enjoyed seeing Lucy in action at her school. And um, I was just so impressed with her respectful um, manner and the way she held herself at this um, the, the memorial and and I'm just grateful for the um, our three past students who gave their ultimate sacrifice and to their family to the Gold Star families that were there and I, I really appreciate taking a moment to talk to some of them and hear their thoughts and how much they appreciate this event and what it means to their family and how it's hard for them to come, but they leave really uplifted and um, appreciated. And I would be remiss if I did not publicly thank um, Karen Freeman for her 34 years of service, dedication and hard work and attention to detail, she's a detail girl, that she's given to our school district and to the uh, service that she gave to the Yorba Linda School District before the merge. Um, my experience working with her for the last two years, and she truly cares about the students, the district, and the community. And I will truly miss her thoughtful comments, institutional knowledge, and her leadership. I had no idea when I ran for school board how much time, work, and reading goes into being a trustee. And it's a lot of reading. And her commitment and dedication to take on this year after year for over three decades is truly inspirational. Okay, so I won't go over any of the other things that we've all talked about. I'll just highlight a few things that um, were, weren't mentioned. Um, I attended the play Carrie at Yorba Linda High School, which was amazing. Um, I had actually never seen the movie, believe it or not. Um, and so I, that was my first experience. It was really good. The, oh my gosh, the students. It was very, very well done. It was Broadway quality, the, the two leads in that play. I'm so impressed. So I can't wait to go back and see what they're doing next. I know they're already practicing. Um, read for the record at Valadez. I've been going to, I think it's, um, we, we said it was, I believe it was the 13th year um, that that's been going on. Uh, the first year we started with a book and we actually had snow for the kids and um, it was no different this year. It was um, choosing a book and going all in um, at, with activities and, and, um, and fun for the kids. The middle school students read to the elementary <coughs> school students that, that are bused in um, and and these kids now, after you've been in for 13 years, there are now generations that are going through that remember that. Um, and so they talk about the older kids talk about what they, you know, what book it was that they read when they were um, when they were doing read for the record. So it was really fun to go back. And um, at Valadez is, is where I had worked before um, 
getting on the board and I went and visited my old room that was there that is now the wellness center, which I thought was awesome. Um, so I got to get a nice tour of that room as well. Um, let's see. So CNAC is the Child Nutrition Advisory Council that I'm on um, for the California Department of Ed under, um, under Superintendent Tony Thurmond. Um, this week we had our, um, our quarterly meeting and we will be working on uh, three topic areas for the next year. Um, one of those is increasing the number of students that eat free breakfast. So we've got all this great free breakfast available now. Um, how do we get those kids, um, all of our kids, to take advantage of it and eat it? Because we know if they, if their brain is full, then they have the ability to to work. Um, it's when they're hungry, that's the only thing that they can think about. So we really want to. Um, we're looking at the strategies that we can help with that. Um, the second one is increasing access to food during the summer. Uh, we do access for students that are uh, low income, but this would be a suggestion to expand that to all students, um, providing that nutritious lunch for everybody throughout the summer program. And last is promoting the need for an adequate time available to eat lunch. Um, and for each of those items, we are putting together a white paper, um, some resources that will be available and posted on the California Department of Education website um, and be able to utilize that in school districts to, um, to increase all of those, um, those three focus areas. So um, next, uh, Orange County Board of Directors meeting we have this week. Uh, we'll be planning for seminars and our dinner speakers for the coming year. Um, and if you'll mark your calendar. On January 18th, Capital Advisors will be doing our first financial update, um, but you'll get information of that um, as it gets closer. Um, CSBA Delegate Prep meeting we have this week as well um, for our pre-conference meeting coming up um, in two weeks, and then our annual education conference that's coming up the last week in December. Um, and then a kind of fun, exciting thing that I'm going to do this week is go over to Fullerton College, which is starting a drone training program. Um, it's one of the first of around where um, where they're actually going to um, be teaching students how to use drones and how um, to use this for um, in their profession. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I'll have to fill you in on what that looks like when when I get back from that. Um, that's it on my notes, um, Mrs. Freeman. I. When I started on the board, I had never even met you. Um, I am so proud to call you my friend now. I've been um, honored to serve with you for the last 12 years, and um, I'm sure we'll be spending time together doing something. Um, so it's not goodbye. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to you, I'm sure, for some historical purposes. Um, the ability for you to share the history of our district and the knowledge that you have um, is incredible. And um, I, I'm just, I'm sad that you won't be here anymore, but I am happy that we became friends. So thank you so much for all of your time and service. breaking protocol, but if I may, I did leave something out from my board report that I think since I might not have another chance. First of all, the drone, that just came up, but that also is something I could have shared. Loera High School, through ROP, I could have been at it a week or two ago for their demonstration. They now have a drone program in high school. Um, but I had a conflict. I had something else I had to do, and I don't know what it was. 
So that's first and foremost <coughs> to know that there is a high school that has begun that program. Um, but the other thing also comes from ROP, but it translates to everyone because what we do is we work with kids. Um, last week at my ROP meeting, we had some students come in from Gilbert High School in Anaheim. And because uh, as you know, ROP has five districts, including Anaheim. And so um, they are in the entrepreneurship class. And they told us about what their businesses were they had started. Um, and in doing so, they told us a little bit really about themselves and kind of what motivated them to do whatever it was they came up with. Uh, and of course, the ultimate goal, making some money. Um, there, as I said, there were, I think, five speakers, but the first one said something that, that kind of stopped me, dead in my track, so to speak. Um, it was so meaningful and so, so deep. Um, he's now 17. He, he um, started in this, uh, I believe, at age 15, but uh, his father, it's just him and his father, his, his mother's, I believe, he was still in Mexico, but he's been here for a while with his father. They've lived out of their car at times. Um, but the business he started um, actually brought in enough income that he could help them find a hotel or a place to live that wasn't a, a big car anymore. But this is what he said that really got to me. He said, he's still too young to give up. And I thought for a student to say, I'm still too young to give up. Um, what I took from that was that uh, rather than give up, this class, in this case the entrepreneurship class, gave him a way to hold on and in fact rise. And I think that's what we do, whatever the class is, whatever teachers or others, it's not just a teacher, it may be um, a school staff member that it could be a bus driver, it could be um, a custodial person, it could be someone else they have contact with, somebody that connects and convinces that student to come back and keep going to school and to not give up. Because I thought, my gosh, he's only 17 and he's saying he sees he's too young to give up, but I, I worry about all the kids no matter what their circumstances, um, that hopefully what we continue to be about is to um, reach those kids so they don't give up. And that's all I want to share. Thank you, Roger. And that takes us now to public comment. Do we have any more? We have 
Are we all set? Okay, great. So we're going to go for a minute and a half. We have 25 comments. And I'll read uh, three or four at a time and so that you can know what's coming next. And if you will come up and repeat your name uh, when you start, that would be very helpful. So the first one we will start with is Ryan Soteris. And if I, heard, if I say it wrong, I apologize. Um, so Ryan first, Paula Powers, Priya Shaw, Kristen Mortensen. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. My name is Ryan Soteris, and on behalf of my family, I want to take this moment to thank Karen Freeman and Carrie Buck for their honor, integrity, service, class, and commitment. Commitment not just to my singular daughter, but to the greater community around us around us. To those who would separate us with divisive, politicized messaging that only focuses on their singular needs and ignores historical facts and ignores the truth and ignores the greater good of all the students in our area, I would simply say, together we are one, divided we are done. We are a country built on freedom, and this includes the freedom to be properly educated with the truth even if the truth sheds light on things we would prefer not to think about, a society that refuses to learn from the past is doomed to repeat our errors. Thank you again to Carrie and Karen, and I sincerely hope that we can maintain some balance on the board as we move forward. Thank you. I would also like to express, oh, I'm sorry, I'm Paula Powers, um, I would like to express my deep gratitude to Trustee Freeman for the years of dedicated leadership you've given this district. From your years inside the classroom as a volunteer, to serving on school site council, to becoming PTA president and serving on the school board, you've given your heart and soul to this district and shown us what a true public servant is at every level. I see your pride in our schools when you spotlight the wonderful things happening in our community each time you speak at meetings. I see how much you care by being a perpetual learner, whether it's attending a new training, becoming recertified, collaborating with neighboring districts, networking to connect students to business leaders in the community through the ROP program. Your mission to make PYL USD a destination district has been fulfilled. It is clearly evident that you love our children, our families, and our schools. As a mom who wears many hats herself, I recognize your dedication. You've not only given so much of yourself to our schools, you've also given so much to our community. Your work with the Historical Society, Chamber of Commerce, St. Jude Medical Center, and your Belinda Veterans Memorial Committees make your Belinda a community of unity, and one where generations of families have decided to settle and call home. Thank you, Trustee Freeman, for loving this community. Thank you for investing in our community, and thank you for serving our community. Carrie and Karen, I had to come tonight to express my gratitude to the both of you. 
This has been a very difficult election season, but the two of you conducted your campaigns with the dignity and integrity that befits your position here in charge of our students. I have been fortunate to have the opportunity to get to know both of you as trustees over the past six years. Um, it's funny to think about it now. Initially, I was suspicious because I couldn't discern the political party of any of you. And then I realized that's indeed the point. You tackled so So, such important issues in these past six years. And you always did it by putting students first and coming with your research done and with a concern for all involved. So, you know, I haven't always loved the decisions made, but I have always respected the method by which they were made. Karen, I'm going to miss you. You have been so kind to my family. And I remember how scared I was the first time I came up here to speak. And you've always shown us compassion and love, just like you show all the students and families here. And I just, I'm not even going to read from those. I'm just going to tell you, you made me feel seen at a time I didn't think that was possible. You even came up to me at a PTA banquet to tell me that you see me and you hear me, and the board does too. Kristen, we're going to have Reagan Rothery, Shari Palaki, and Jenny Bremer. Playworks might be cute and fun, but that's what PE in the classroom are for. Spending, um, not recess, spending 10 minutes <laughs> figuring out what game to play or how to pick teams teaches communication and problem-solving skills that's necessary for life. It's part of social development. Research has shown that the importance of playing and specifically unstructured or free play. I can share with you all that research in an email if you can hold off your vote. It's so important. Um, unstructured play allows children the freedom to explore, create, and discover without predetermined rules or guidelines. It's been shown to foster cognitive development while boosting physical development and social-emotional development. It specifically helps creative development and imagination, de develops problem-solving and social skills. Please do not add more playbooks to our schools and take our kids' li little bit of last free play they have. I own a business, and I'm trying to hire kids right now. They don't have these skills. Everything is done for them. Their parents do everything. The schools do everything. Now, recess, we're trying to do everything for them. $12,000 for this play works also seems like a lot of money. You guys talked about that. Um, what is the drug? For fentanyl, the counteractive drug? How much would that cost to get into our schools if necessary? Like, if we had that. $12,000 can go a long ways. How many of you in your board reports talked about going to El Dorado to see the airflow in that gym for our fall athletes? There's got to be some way to get airflow in there also. It's, that's being ignored. The things that are like can help our kids are being ignored, and we're putting playworks for $12,000, and that goes against research. Hi, my name is Reagan Rothery. Um, I would like to thank Carrie Buck and Karen Freeman for their dedication and service to our staff and our community. I'd also like to thank our teachers and our staff and our administrators for their support of our diverse PYLUSD student body. This is Trans Awareness Week. Many of you um, might think about things like pronouns or bathrooms when you hear things like Trans Awareness Week, but trans people actually have other things to think about. Things like inaccessible mental health care, uneducated medical professionals, 
difficulty accessing legal documentation with their correct name and gender, homelessness. Trans youth disproportionately face homelessness due to shunning and fear of violence from their own families. Surgery costs, trans existence being constantly debated by others and violence against trans people. Trans children are part of our community. Trans adults are part of our community. To them I say, you are beautiful and perfectly made. The resilience of trans people in the face of endless marginalization is an inspiration to us all. Trans rights are human rights. Thank you. social science teacher at El Dorado. I often attend these meetings and I'm perplexed about the increasing anger being expressed about social justice in schools. Last week my 11th grade college prep U.S. history students as part of their learning about the Gilded Age, which is part of standard 11.2, did a study of the photographs of Jacob Rees, whose compelling photojournalism brought attention to social issues in urban cities such as New York and resulted in significant improvements for the urban poor, especially children. I specifically designed this lesson based on photography because our school has a digital media arts academy on our campus. In their assignment, students chose a social justice issue, their choice, not my choice, anything they wanted, and created a photojournalism piece of their own. We compared our gallery with photos by Reese. Students then reflected on how they could personally use photojournalism to improve their own communities. In this lesson, students were able to relate historical events with what they see in their daily lives and reflect on how they can make their community better. At the end of the lesson, students thank me for designing such a meaningful task. I believe this is exactly what we should be doing in our classes, and I don't understand the outrage that I've been witnessing in this room. Please find out what's actually happening in our classrooms. Meaningful learning is taking place. I brought two student samples to share with the board and directors with student permission. Thank you. ago I sent you all an email and spoke at a meeting in regards to the Yorgolina High School Librarian School website where she recommended sexually explicit books for our students to read. <laughs> it has recently come to my attention that the book This Book is Gay has been in the Yorgolina High School Library until a parent pushed and admin to get rid of it. Apparently Ms. Phillips was gifted this book and failed to get it approved through the district. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of it for you. Fingers. Far more effective than a penis in many ways, a hand can do the job of five penises. When gay women refer to having sex, this is usually what they mean. Lesbians can stimulate the clitoris and vagina and bring their partner to orgasm with their fingers. Sometimes both partners can do this simultaneously. Oral. That clitoris really does like being licked and kissed. Again, girls can take it in turns to perform oral sex. Or if feeling adventurous, they can perform it at the same time. Toys and strap-ons. Some women like these, some don't. Much has been written about why gay women would seek to play with a replacement penis. But I say, who the heck cares? If it feels nice, go for it. Moreover, a man is more than a penis. Just because a woman wants something a bit, a bit penis-shaped doesn't mean she fancies broad-shouldered, beardy, no-boobed men. Toys, dildos, vibrators, and strap-ons all fulfill the same purpose. Blowies, oral sex is popping another dude's peen in your mouth, or indeed popping yours and his. There is only one hard and fast rule when it comes to blowjobs. Watch the teeth. Lips and tongues, yes. Teeth, no. Please. 
Thank you. The next speakers will be Jessica Zuniga Bravo, Julie Klinkenberg, Shani Murray, and Brian Sarno. comment on a social media post made by Trustee Blades. In response to Cal State Fullerton ending their partnership with our district, Blades posted, the only students who are being harmed by this, by this is the student teachers at Cal State Fullerton. A district parent then commented on this post asking what the district plans to do and how they're supposed <coughs> to replace this lost resource. Blades responded, this isn't a resource for our district. Not having student teachers in our classrooms has zero effect on students. I'm here to tell you, Leandra Blades is unquestionably wrong. Her comment displays her lack of knowledge and expertise of how our district and classrooms function. Cal State Fullerton student teachers are absolutely an asset to our district, classrooms, and students. Does she not realize that many, many of these fabulous started as PYL, Cal State Fullerton student teachers. Cal State Fullerton student teachers come to us with impeccable training and provide the latest in pedagogical practices. Ask any master teacher and I guarantee they'll tell you that despite having more years of classroom teaching experience and being experts in our field, we learn from our student teachers too. After all, isn't that the great sign of a great teacher is continually improving, growing, and being a lifelong learner? Unless you have spent significant time in a classroom with a master teacher, student teacher, and students, you have zero ground to make this statement your remarks. that this decision has zero ground. It is with, oh, Julie Klinkenberg. It is with an attitude of gratitude that I am publicly allowed to thank board trustee members, Karen Freeman and Carrie Buck. I admire you both so much as you both came to your positions under much different circumstances than this ugly, politically charged season we are currently experience, experiencing. Your motives were and remain pure, authentic, and rational. You began as parents and volunteers. You observed, you listened, and you were inspired to do even more. You were eventually appointed, elected, and re-elected because you strongly believe that public education is fundamental to sustaining our American democracy. Thank you for your unwavering service, your kindness, your compassion. It does not go unnoticed. When my kids were in school, I saw you at events all the time. Now I follow PYLUSD on social media and I see that you are both still very present and as active as ever. Thank you. The thing I admire most about you both is how calm, cool, and collected and dignified you are. You've remained in the past two years. I come to these board meetings and I listen to your fellow trustees, whom I do not trust, because they deny our students freedom to learn. They deny our students opportunities to think for themselves, solve problems, and become critical thinkers. The two of you have fought for all students, all means all, even students who don't look or think like you. You have been inclusive, respectful, fair, and accurate to promote diversity. You recognize the beautiful, messy, colorful world we live in. You want all our students to be prepared, prepared for college, career, service, citizenship, whatever they want to do to make humans of all walks of life. Oh, I I
Shani. Um, I've loved seeing the post from the Thankful for PYL Employees campaign. So I wanted to say I'm thankful for board members Karen Freeman and Carrie Buck, who I know just wrapped up a difficult but very positive campaign. My daughter first joined this district in 2006, attending Wagner Preschool, but I did not attend my first board meeting until the week she graduated in 2021. I'm sorry I took Karen and Carrie for granted all those years. Thank you for your sincere engagement with our schools and community. Thank you for, for providing teachers with the resources and programs needed to support all students. Thank you for understanding the benefits of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and for prioritizing local needs over political talking points. If it weren't for you, my son wouldn't have the opportunity to take an ethnic studies elective in high school before he graduates. You have given so much to this district, and I'm forever grateful for your dedication to PYL students. Carter, Linda Mannion, and Christine Williams-Correa. Hi, I'm Brian Sarno. Um, I actually went to Fairmont, Bernardo, and Esperanza, and Karen was on the district or part of the board the whole time. So I know everyone said all the thank you, so I'll just keep it a thank you uh, for that. There is one item I know we talked about spending for the district. and something I do want to bring up, which could actually help with that, is uh, Bylaws for the Board Policy 9230, which states, in accordance with provisions of Education Code Sections 35120, each board member may be compensated in the amount of $750 per month prorated for any meetings missed by a member. There have been meetings that have been missed by a member multiple times, so I asked the board look into this to see how any uh, changes to that need to be made. Uh, I know there are some exceptions, but they have to be pre-approved exceptions, or if unless there's an emergency at the time. Um, so, once again, just something for you to look into. Thank you. Maria, then Grace, then Linda, then Christine. Good evening. I'm here today to talk about the Dual Language Academy program in the district. Hundreds of families from various backgrounds and for different reasons have taken a big leap of faith and have chosen Glenview Elementary Spanish Language Immersion Program seeking the state seal of biliteracy for their children. The excellent teachers my daughter has had are a huge part of her success in the language. The cultural enrichment they bring to the classroom is priceless. That had been the case until this year as new Spanish teachers have joined Glenview DLA. Despite the months of continuous coaching provided to the teacher by principal and vice principal, and while recognizing their effort in doing so, as in their own words, they're trying their best, we would like to bring to your attention that the actual on-the-job skills, especially on the fluency of the Spanish language, represents a disservice to our little Spanish learners who notice the deficiency. The DLA families that make over 50% of Glenview ask for a prompt teacher replacement, one who possesses the on-the-job skills as we were promised. Thank you. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Grace. My son is in fourth grade at Glenview Dual Program. I'm from Chile and I'm fluent in Spanish and I'm, I'm hoping my son 
can be fluent in Spanish uh, in this country because he can have better opportunities for everything. Um, he, he, uh, he's in this program since kinder, and it's an excellent program, excellent teachers uh, until this year. Uh, the teacher is new and she's not fluent in Spanish. She, not, she doesn't know how to um, write proper grammar. She creates new words in Spanish because she translates everything from English to Spanish. Kids don't understand her Spanish. They have a better level of Spanish than her. The kids help her with the pronunciation. Kids help her um, how to read. Uh, she's unable to uh, teach them new stuff. They are stuck. They are not learning. They're not improving anything on this grade. Uh, the kids deserve better. Kids deserve uh, somebody is fluent 100% uh, in Spanish. Somebody they can teach them. They can these are competent and qualified to teach this level. Um, we want. Uh, we hope we can um, have a replacement for her. Uh, it's still we have seven months to learning, and we're hoping uh, we can have a solution from the district um, to get a better opportunity for them to uh, grow in Spanish this year. Thank you. Good evening. One of the most important lessons learned by all Americans is just how special and unique American democracy is. Every two years, we're given the privilege to advocate and participate in this unique right to vote. While the votes are still being counted, I want to thank all the people who took the time to vote and participate in this election. I especially want to thank the candidates who decided to run, how difficult that is. The teachers, parents, and community members who spent time advocating and the voters that listened and participated. I would especially like to thank all the teachers and parents that worked with us during this campaign. I am proud of the work you have done and the way you have carried yourself with integrity throughout this campaign. You are an example of what makes this community great and what defines the culture of our district. Karen and Carrie, we couldn't be prouder of the work that you have done for us. Karen, you and I go back a long way. You were a parent volunteer when your son was in my kindergarten class. When I moved to fifth grade, she came with me and she helped build whales sailing across the room. We've been together. You have led this district with integrity for three decades. We are also grateful and thankful for the work that you have done. It doesn't end here. We know we're going to be working together in the future. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for all you have given us. After 15, we're going to have Patricia Hanzo, Raquel F., Joe P. and Mark Berry. I want to share my sincerest gratitude for both Trustee Karen Freeman and President Carrie Book. Your tireless efforts, integrity-driven practices, and student-centered priorities while serving this school district have always been and continue to be greatly appreciated. Thank you for both how thank you both for how thoughtfully and compassionately you represented your areas and made decisions with all students in mind. Today, I attended the second day of the week-long event at El Dorado High School, where over 70 students um, joined in on an event called Breaking Down the Walls. This event is meant to create a space for students to connect who may never have known each other or have anything in common. One of the best concepts that I took away from that day was that sometimes it's actually really important that we are willing to sacrifice comfort for the sake of growth. 
These students were brave, vulnerable, compassionate with each other and found a new sense of connection at their school and a new sense of camaraderie with their peers just by sharing their stories for a day. This is my job as a language arts teacher, to offer these students a space to be seen and heard and to build their own self-confidence, to find their voice and to find the ability to self-advocate. This includes all students, LGBTQ+, BIPOC, trans, students that you may not personally agree with the lifestyle and ideology about, but that students we serve personally in the public school for. And I'm proud to be a part of this district. Good evening, board and superintendent. I know that um, we're going to be experiencing a recovery for the learning loss, and I know we're going to have a presentation in the agenda for the Smarter Balance Assessment, and I look forward to seeing the achievement scores for 2022. I wanted to give you uh, something to think about as you listen to that data and also plan to keep our math scores high and keep our language arts scores higher. The future of credentialed teachers. So as we know, parents like myself are concerned that we need to recruit and retain and train educators and respect them and have mutual respect towards them. The future of STEM, so science, S-T-E-M, science, technology, engineering, and math. We need educators to be secured for this, for the upcoming school year. So for 2023-24, we need teachers who are credentialed in their specific subjects. For example, all the current chemistry teachers at Valencia High School come from Cal State Fullerton. So you must find ways to recruit teachers with these credentials. Please reject any suggestions to use teachers with other subject credentials because that will not help. Do not lower our standards. It will be bad for our district test scores, academic ratings, achievement scores, and I urge this board to roll out a plan to offer job positions now for the next school years. Thank you. Good evening. I usually speak about the single best way to ensure students succeed in school. It's with a teacher. And today I come to this meeting extremely disappointed. Our district recently lost half of its student teachers, which according to Trustee Blades is a loss that solely hurts student teachers. Mm -hmm. As someone who taught in a middle school, I assure you, those student teachers won't experience a loss as they will find an excellent school district that will utilize their support. What is regrettable is that PYLUSD no longer holds that title of excellence. And those who will suffer without student teacher support our students. It speaks volumes that all but one chose to thank Trustee Karen Freeman, but I won't miss that opportunity. And thank you to the parents and the teachers who have also chosen to thank Ms. Freeman. Um, Ms. Freeman, your fearless leadership in service of all students is truly magical. We all are here in support of you, and we're sorry to maybe see you go. 
you have truly embodied the meaning of public servant. Just listen to your board reports. It's so clear how involved you are and how much you care for all of our students, our parents, and our teachers. Thank you. Um, I'm here to uh, bring to your attention um, in regards to the VLA program at Glenview. Um, we have had such a great experience um, within the past few years, unfortunately this year it has uh, been um, so far a, a really um, disappointing year. Um, currently the Spanish uh, teacher um, who is teaching um, unfortunately hasn't met the expectations for a lot of the parents and um, you know we hear from our children and um, just the stories again piggybacking from um, uh, my fellow other parents here um, you know our, our kids are coming home uh, just explaining to us that they're actually helping the teacher translate and um, experiences that you know basically the day just keeps going and they're not really learning and um, the teachers accessing the phones um, trying to search through Google, and we're thinking, um, what type of education is this? You know, half of the time is researching to find the right word, or to find uh, the correct sentence. Um, it's just not meeting the expectations, and we're really hoping that this could, um, again, be brought up to your attention so you can really look further into this and investigate a little bit further to see um, that yourselves, that uh, she just doesn't meet the expectations now are seeking and need, um, and we hope that you can take a little bit more attention to this. Thank you. We have Shani Boone, Ben Stubbs, Mila Stubbs, and Judy Reese, and then Sue Sorg. Just a few. Mark, you're first, then uh, Shani Boone, Ben Stubbs. My name is Mark Fury. I've actually been here for the last uh, 12 board meetings. And I have to say that I've never heard one trustee ever say they, they were against ethnic studies, not one time. There's been lots of discussion on CRT. And so, as you know, earlier this year, there was a motion made by uh, Ms. Blades about banning CRT in our schools and the staff superintendent several other people say we don't teach CRT in our schools so therefore why do you need to ban it so this turns out to be a very big issue with Cal State Fullerton I graduated from Cal State Fullerton I have lots of family members that are teachers from Cal State Fullerton and it looks like that decision they are taking that we are banning CRT to not to be able to provide student teachers to this district and I think it's a question that the public needs an answer. How are we going to get them back on board to provide the student teachers that the teachers really need? I also want to just uh, change subjects here a little bit. I know you guys are looking at a lot of the bylaw changes tonight, but as you know, there's going to be a new makeup of the board. So I strongly suggest that no decisions be made until you have the new board. They should be the ones making the decision. And also,
evening, uh, Ben Stubbs. Good evening, uh, members of the board, superintendent, board of trustees, and staff, members of the community. I'd like to take this opportunity to express my enthusiastic endorsement of the district's dual language academy, DLA program at Glenview Elementary. My child, along with her classmates, have enjoyed and benefited from the Spanish Emergent Education in the DLA program at Glenview since kindergarten, and now they are in fourth grade DLA. For those in attendance tonight who have not heard of the DLA program, it's a great program which offers students Spanish Emergent 50% of the school day in all academic subjects with highly qualified native speakers in Spanish language. Up until now, the program has fulfilled all the educational opportunities that were promised by the DLA administrators. It has become evident, however, upon classroom observations from Spanish-speaking parents that there are also um, observable deficiencies in the fourth grade Spanish classroom instruction. These errors consist of linguistic and verbal errors contained within the Spanish portion of daily instruction. Unfortunately, the fourth grade DLA students have been subject to this error of instruction on a daily basis. While it is regrettable that I am delivering this bad news regarding the fourth grade DLA program, DLA parents have reported these observations at, uh, Glenview, uh, to the Glenview administration. Uh, we believe that we, they will need assistance in remedying this situation so that our fourth grade DLA students can resume receiving what was previously an excellent dual language instruction. Thank you. Some of the reasons why I like learning Spanish in school are, number one, because I can talk to my family, teachers, and friends in Spanish. Number two, because when movies are in Spanish, I understand them. And finally, because I can also sing in Spanish. Thank you. Hi, I'm Janie Boone, and I wanted to thank all of you all of the board of directors for your time that you take holding this public office. I respect that all of you put yourselves out there and sometimes have to take some pretty disrespectful public comments. Some of you have talked pretty regularly about your experiences going into the numerous campuses in our district and seeing what our teachers and staff do on a daily basis. I would encourage all of you, those who don't visit classes on campus or don't tell us that you do, to go to a variety of schools to see the amazing things that are happening inside the classrooms and not just on the athletic field. Thank you to Carrie Buck and Karen Freeman for your years of dedication to all of our students. You make a point each meeting to talk about how important it is to serve every student in our district. My fear with other board members are that you're more in tune with students who identify as you do, either via religion, political beliefs, etc. But as a board member, you all truly represent everyone, even those who don't respectfully, or sorry, who don't agree with your beliefs. <coughs> I stand here and ask you to think beyond your personal beliefs and to think about all students, no matter what, no matter what socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual identity. Each and every student deserves to be respected and noticed for who they are and for their educational needs to be met every day. Please vote for upcoming curriculum programs that serve all of our students. Thank you again, Carrie and Karen, for approving excellent curriculum. Judy Grease, hopefully you can hear me wearing a mask so I don't infect anyone. Um, I, uh, I want to thank Karen and Carrie for their many years of service. This is my 23rd year in this district. I have. I was a teacher with Ellie Unified and with Redlands Unified as well, so I've 
experienced in various different school districts. Um, they're dedicated. They come out and see what's in the classroom. They care about all kids. And I especially want to say to Karen that what you do with the ROP with kids that maybe don't fit into a regular high school setting that needs something different, that need other options and other choices is so impressive to me. And I can't tell you how much it means to me as a parent, as a teacher, that you support alternative education for kids because we provide very little of it in our regular high schools. And also, I want to share what we're doing. As we know, it's Indigenous Peoples Month this month, and I teach kindergarten at Glen Knoll. And I must say, uh, curriculum is very slim for five and six-year-olds. But being the dedicated teacher that I am, I found some, and my students will be learning about three different nations of Indigenous people and writing about them and doing arts and crafts. And to those in attendance, my name is Sue Sawyer. I'm a teacher at Esperanza High School. Uh, I, I wasn't planning on talking tonight, but I hear all of the trustees talking about all the great things that they see in the district and see going on. And I heard Miss, I know Christina, talking about the breaking down the walls, and we did that last year. And I think it's really important to know that with the hostility sometimes that has been seen in this room and hearing parents walk past uh, teachers calling them dogs. It's really hard to be a teacher these days. And I think we have more in common than sometimes we give each other credit for. I think it's exceptionally important that we, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that we look at the things that we have in common to your kids and that we love them and we care about them and we're gonna teach them and we do our darndest every day. And the things that you don't see in the classroom, kids that have missed 30 and 40 days of school already. Oh, I'm so sorry. And we have to act like it's nothing and help them smile and make them feel welcome. And the kids that act out in class that you don't see when you're there, that we deal with with a smile and we get help from administrations that are dealing with worse than what we see in the classroom. I want to thank all of our teachers and the community that we dis disagree with to help find common ground. Thank you, teachers, for everything you do. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to move on now to our staff presentation, and we're going to be talking about our, our data. And Well, good evening, President Buck, members of the board, Dr. Matthews, and executive cabinet members. It is our honor to present this evening 
So sorry, guys, but I got to go pick up my kids. The stories we will share with you this evening will bring into account the 2050 South Rift of Impact.